Happy Earth Day, everybody, and welcome to That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. I'm Bill, and joining me is Fro. How you doing, Fro? Hola, como estas? Yes. So this week, uh, we are going to talk about more CM Punk, because we know how much you all can't get enough of him. <laughs> Plus, we're going to get into some legal news concerning two former wrestlers, one of which has been in the news for quite a while, and the other one just seems kind of absurd in a weird way. But um, let's get started by talking about the updated card for Backlash. Um, of course, we knew already that Brock was going to face Cody Rhodes, and the Bloodline were going to face Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Matt Riddle. On SmackDown last night, three new matches were added to this card that'll be taking place in two weeks. Uh, Zelina Vega will challenge Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's title. Austin Theory will defend the U.S. title in a triple threat match against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. And Omos is going to face Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything that you get from that right away? Any takeaways from those three? Uh, not really. It's not a pay-per-view I'm really looking forward to. The, honestly, the only two things that I see from this, one mm. one is, and, and I hate to say this, but it's true, um, the two title matches are kind of throwaways. Because yeah. this is Ripley's first title defense since winning the title at WrestleMania. Mm. And Austin Theory is in a triple threat match where he's not the focal point. It's it's Lashley and Reed. Mm. They're the focal point. Yeah, no, I would agree to that. It's 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 a weird pay-per-view. It's it's uh, always been one of those pay-per-views that I have never looked uh, into because it's like it's rematches of WrestleMania or like continuing storylines. I mean, Cody has to win. Uh, it's no doubt in my mind that he will. I w I would uh, think. Yeah, would seem. Extremely stupid if he didn't. But yeah. Who knows? Yep, we'll just have to wait and see where that goes. Um, but yeah, is there anything you're looking forward to? Uh, I think that six man is going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I think that, that I think that six man tag is going to be pretty good. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for the people of Puerto Rico because, you know, they're getting this pay-per-view, Bad Bunnies involved, and the card kind of looks eh. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe the Mysterio match will be okay. Yeah. Um, we have some ticket news to report. WWE announced 
this week that SummerSlam, which is going to be on August the 5th in Detroit at Ford Field, has sold 32,000 tickets on the first day they were put on sale. It is the largest first day sale for any event, not WrestleMania, in WWE history. Wow. I guess people are really thinking that... Uh... So there will be a title change at that pay-per-view. Who knows? I think so. So that is good news for WWE and good news for AEW and the Wembley Stadium show. It was mm -hmm. reported that over 50,000 people had requested codes for the London pre-sale that starts on May the 2nd. Yep, I was uh, one of those. According to reports, they were averaging 1,500 new requests per day since then, which would indicate 55,000 plus. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. That's really good news for AEW. We had talked about how many people we thought you know, they could get... I, I think 50 is about... 50,000 in that ballpark is about the right place. I agree. Um, for AEW. So we'll, we'll definitely see where this is going to go. I, I think it will end up being good. I, I really do. Um, well, I'm really looking forward to it already, so... Yeah. Um, alright, let's get to our weekly CM Punk news, or at least it feels like it's going to be our weekly <laughs> CM Punk news. Yeah, it feels uh, like it is a segment. Um, but it's looking pretty much like this is going to be a done deal. Um, June 17th is the supposed day. Uh, they have a show at the United Center. And we even have a name for the new uh, show. It's going to be AEW Collision. Uh -huh. And what I've what I've read, and, and this is kind of interesting. What I've read is it's going to like as far as the roster, it's going to be a soft split. That was the the wording. Soft right. split. Um, this, I, I, I hope this works out. I'm just not sure if it is. Of course, we had talked about last week, you know, here Warner is going for quantity over quality when it should be the other way around. Definitely. Um, but, I mean, Punk's going to come back. They've got it in the right place. Chicago, United mm. Center. It's mm. going to get a big reaction. Um, yeah, I was talking a little to Luke about it. Uh, and he said, that, I wonder if they will boo him. And I said, in Chicago? <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. Any, anywhere else, maybe they yeah. boo him. But not Chicago. They're, yeah. they're not going... To boo CM Punk in Chicago. That uh, it, 
agree. If they do, I'd be very, very surprised. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the punk thing is looking more and more like this is going to be a real thing that's going to happen. And it's, it's happening. You know, it's like, it's happening. It's going to happen. So that's kind of really the best way to put it. I mean, I will be very, very shocked if it doesn't happen, so... Yeah. Okay, um, we're going to get into some legal news. And mm -hmm. this contain, th these contain for or stories contain former wrestlers. So, mm -hmm. we're going to start with the first one, probably the well-known of the two, and that is Ted DiBiase Jr. So... Mm -hmm. For the last few years, uh, there has been some stuff going on with the DiBiase family. And there's been this whole thing in Mississippi that involved the DiBiases and former quarterback Brett Favre. So, DiBiase Jr. yesterday has officially been charged or he was officially charged, pardon me, he was officially charged on April 18th, but the indictment was sealed until April 20th. Okay, charged with what? Well, he has been charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and to commit theft concerning programs receiving federal funds, okay. six counts of wire fraud, Two counts of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds, mm -hmm. and four counts of money laundering. The Fun. the indictment alleges, or the indictment against DiBiase alleges that in conjunction with his co-conspirators, he fraudulently obtained federal funds from the Emergency Food Assistance Program and the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families programs in order to misappropriate the money for his own personal use and benefits. DiBiase is facing a maximum of five years imprisonment, imprisonment on one count of conspiracy and up to a quarter million dollar fine, a maximum of 20 years and up to a quarter million dollar fine on the wire fraud counts, up mm. to five years and a quarter million dollar fine regarding the charges of theft involving programs receiving federal funds, a maximum of 10 years and up to a quarter million dollar fines um, for charges of mon or monetary transactions in excess of $10,000 with the proceeds of specified unlawful activity. So he is facing a potential of 45 years in jail and a million dollar fine. Jeez Louise. When asked for comment, leaving the court, uh, DiBiase remarked, Jesus loves you, brother. God bless you, man. That's it. His, okay. att his attorney attempted to prevent him from speaking, but was unsuccessful. Because everybody <laughs> has a price. Oh, 
That's funny. Yeah. So he could be facing anywhere from up from 40 to 80 years. Yeah. He he could be if found guilty all of those. He could be spending the rest of his life in jail. That's no good, man. And he hasn't been in wrestling for a while. It's been a long time mm. since um since he's been, you know, in in ring. Um he did put, uh, or actually his father, the Million Dollar Man, put out a tweet yesterday. It has since been deleted, but I will read it. Since my time is limited due to travel requirements, the posts are approved by me ahead of time and scheduled for a later date. Our family is currently navigating a difficult season, and while we cannot speak to these events publicly, we appreciate your prayers during this time. Please know that I truly uh, please know that I truly appreciate the love and support from the fans. You've been a part of our family for more than 40 years and for that I can never thank you enough. This season, that's why. Yeah, you know, the church season. Da -da 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 -da. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's pretty That's pretty funny. You know, and it reminds me real quick of mm. something Bruce Pritchard once said mm. that Vince McMahon had said, which was, if he wasn't in wrestling, he would have gone into the religion business. Because he would have made... <laughs> that it just would have made so much money. Yeah. You know. Um, it, it just would have been crazy. Ah, today we're going to take a good look at the Bible. <laughs> Hallelujah! Oh, actually, you know what? Real quick, before mm. we go to our other legal story, I wanted to read—I wanted to read this uh, comment that we had on our Facebook group uh, from one of one of our uh, many members and, and dear friends of the show, Brian. Um, and and I, when I read this, I thought of you because I figured you'd get a kick out of this. Mm. So. Brian, who's been on our show many times, um, he put in, or he wrote this comment on, on, on our Facebook group. Sometimes when I listen to the show, I put the speed on 3.5x and they sound like chipmunks, followed by 0.3x and they sound like they're tired. I could easily amuse myself. Good for you. I will talk very slow <laughs> just for you. But then I'll be talking like this, and I'll be talking like this about the next story. I thought, okay, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Mm -hmm. right. I get a kick out of champagne as well. Oh. Yeah. Do, you, do you have caviar dreams? Uh, no. Ah, okay. Alright, so now to our other legal story. I'm going to say a name, and you're probably not going to know this name. Okay. Trenisha Biggers. Nope. Alright. You might know her better as former TNA Knockouts wrestler Raka Khan. 
Oh, Rucker Collins, yes. Well, um, she filed a lawsuit um, okay. back in October of 2022 in the Southern District of New York, claiming a conspiracy against her in relation to an ongoing Texas criminal case listing, among others, as defendants. Are you... This is quite a list. I, I couldn't believe some of these. Are you ready? Okay. Come on. The, the state of Texas, the El Paso Child Protective Services, the FBI, the La Crucis, the New Mexico Police Department, the New York Police Department, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, New York ACS, Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity, Inc., the, Shur the Shirley Police Department, the Sigma Phi Epsilon, Suffolk County, New York, and now we're going to get to the wild part. Mm. The Rock, the Miz <laughs> and Maurice, Heath, as in Heath Slater, yeah. the Bella Twins, or, or pardon me, mm. Nikki Bella, Chris Benoit, Mark Jindract, <laughs> The now defunct Panda mm. Energy, which owned TNA and Impact once, Home Depot, the now defunct Florida Championship Wrestling, Steve Kern, the National Wrestling Alliance, Billy Corgan, the now defunct Deep South Wrestling, Bank of America, Michael Jordan, several universities, Jim Cornette, Mick Foley, the New York City Area Energy Company, Con Edison, and countless others. The lawsuit alleges... Oh, and this is Mike Johnson of PW Insider reporting this, by the way. And this is a real story. The lawsuit <laughs> alleges that the defendants all, quote, conspired to kidnap plaintiff and her children. Oh, yeah, of course. Especially Chris Benoit, you know, because he's been dead for over 15 years. Uh, kind of, yeah. Anyway, there had been no movement on the case for months, but court records now indicate that in February, Biggers was authorized to move forward with the lawsuit with prepaying any court fees. Court records indicate she notified by mail of this development in March at a home address she lists in New York City on the lawsuit. The 48-page lawsuit shows Bigger seeking $3 billion in damages. The majority of the filing is a long list of defendants, some of whom are listed multiple times. None of the defendants listed have been served as of this writing. Texas court records indicate that Biggers still has a bench warrant out for her after not appearing for a criminal trial in December 2022 in Texas, where she was to face charges of interfe interference with child custody and aggravated kidnapping facilitate. In the state of Texas, interference with child custody is when someone takes or retains a child when that person knows that the taking or detention of the child violates a judgment or order. It is considered a state jail felony and can be punishable by up to two years in prison. 
In her lawsuit, Biggers makes reference to being taken to Rikers Island after U.S. Marshals arrived at her home in New York City to arrest her in October 2021, but that they failed to provide a scintilla of evidence in a hearing about her extradition. She claims that the judge overseeing the hearing ordered her released, but the arrest and hearing allowed for the kidnapping of her uh, kidnapping in quotes of her mm. children, and that the law enforcement agencies involved failed to intervene. Biggers also cited that the terroristic tactics, actions, and events have caused her to be unable to gain employment and had destroyed her professional wrestling career. Oh, yeah. Biggers had been indicted on those charges way back in August 2019, leading to her being listed as one of El Paso's most wanted fugitives after failing to appear in court. <laughs> There are two court instances where she, where her no-shows led to her bail being revoked. She was finally arraigned in December 2019. At a point, a bench warrant for her arrest was issued for missing a hearing, but rescinded after she posted a $6,000 bond. Biggers last wrestled in 2011 for the now-defunct Lucha Libre USA promotion, which aired on MTV, if anybody remembers. Excuse me. Nobody remembers that. Biggers was part of the 2005 WWE Diva, pardon me, Diva Search and was signed to a developmental contract after failing to make it past the top 25 contestants in the search. She was sent to Deep South Wrestling but released in May 2006. She worked for a number of independent promotions and in Japan before signing with Impact in 2008. Departing in 2009, then she worked for Lucha Libre USA in 2010 and 2011. Mm -hmm. Biggers has or had been posting videos to YouTube in relation to her criminal case, claiming her indictment was fake, but later made the videos private. <sighs> the United States legal system, everybody, isn't it wonderful? Amazing. <laughs> I mean, amazing. I, I mean, I, I, I okay. I, I do want to say, in, in all seriousness, um, I, I, I do hope that she gets some kind of help, because oh, yeah. it, it just there's definitely something wrong here, and no one is going to her help. Yeah. No. And it just feels like, you know, you're doing all this, and it's not really for attention. Let, let, let's yeah. say that right off the bat. It is not for attention. But she needs a lot of help, and there's no one there to help her. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about you know, in, in society, you know, mental issues, mental health, you know, getting people the help that they need. This is a perfect example of someone who needs help. They are, they are screaming for help. Yeah. And it's, no one is coming. I don't know if people have gone to her to help. 
or if she's, you know, just not accepted help. I, I don't right. know. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of sad. It's very sad when it happens to people like that. Mm hmm. It, it's just, you know, like, I can't say that she's denied help or, you know, people have gone to help. Right, because I, I, we don't know. We don't know. I I just hope that she does get some kind of help. Um, I agree. And hopefully it's sooner rather than later and before it's too late. Mm -hmm. Alright. Uh, last piece of business and then we're going to wrap up the show for this week. We're going to get into some signing contract news. Um, let's start with AEW. They have signed Commander to an AEW mm. contract, which, honestly, I'm surprised it's happening later than sooner. Um, this was announced after he had his match with Jay White on Dynamite this week, which I thought was a good match. He's been very impressive since uh, he came up to the U.S., um, we talked about the match he had at Supercard of Honor a few weeks ago with El Hijo del Vikingo and how that was a right. really good match. Um, I think he's only 24 years old, Fro. Yeah, that's not all that long. He's got the whole world ahead of him, and he's... he's got the whole world <laughs> in his he, He's... If he could stay healthy, he's got the potential to be something... Really, really good. Mm -hmm. uh, so switching from Impact or from AEW to Impact at the Rebellion pay-per-view, which we talked about last week, Nick Aldis returned to Impact Wrestling after the Impact World Title match, and he is now a part of Impact Wrestling. Um, he had been a free agent for quite some time after leaving the NWA. Uh, I, I think this is a terrific pickup. He is a very good wrestler. Um, I, I just hope he's not the first challenger for Steve Macklin as the new world champion. Oh, by the way, Macklin won the title. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I hope it's a buildup for Macklin and all this down the road. But it, it makes yeah, that's sense. What it looks like it was a very good picture, by the way. Uh, it is uh, actually body watching. It, it it makes sense that he did go to Impact because his wife is at yeah. Impact. So yeah, you know, I I was surprised of how good it was. I hadn't seen Impact in many many years, so it was fun to watch the pay per view. Um, let me see. Does Meltzer have ratings for those shows? I can read those real quick. I don't think he did. I'm sure he didn't. Yeah, because... He, he doesn't care about the impact. I know, right? Uh, um, he's, he's too hip to be cool. Right. Um, no. Yes, that's the first thing I think of when Meltzer, we're talking about Meltzer, is how cool he is. Right. Um... Okay, so our final uh, contract story is with Naomi. Mm -hmm. We have not heard of her in a while. 
Um, so the thought was, after Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks, had joined New Japan Pro Wrestling and Stardom, the thought was that she was going to end up going there as well. Well, according to Meltzer, uh, Naomi, a.k.a. Trinity Fatu, is not in New Japan or Stardom yet due to pressure to keep spending down with Bushi Road's wrestling division. Um, a, a small blurb in this week's Observer Newsletter uh, reports, the hard part about a longer commitment to Monet is that Bushi Road's wrestling division, even though stardom has grown greatly, has overall taken a major financial hit because of New Japan's declines related to the pandemic, even with New Japan World up. Because of that, the wrestling division is under pressure to keep spending down. An example is that they were told they could bring in Trinity Fatu, but it was felt it would cost too much for the return, and thus far, hadn't made that deal. Uh, Fatu has been a free agent for almost a year. She has not wrestled since May of 2022. Hmm. So, she's a free agent at this point in time. Remains to be seen if she goes to any wrestling organization. Yeah, or maybe they're just going to go from place to place. Or maybe she doesn't want to wrestle. That, that, that's very possible. She she may, you know, she may be retired and she has not said that at all. And that's a very good point. You brought up a very good point, Fro. Maybe she is done with wrestling. So... I could understand that. Oh, absolutely. I could absolutely understand that. Mm -hmm. So... We'll have to wait and see what happens there. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for this show. But before we get to what we're going to do next week, let's get to plugs. And Fro, what did you and Luke talk about this week on Another Digital Citizen? Well, we talked a lot about TV shows. We talked a lot about, yeah, some news, things like that. Kind of been a slow week in news has it i uh well this week was pretty yeah it was pretty filled this week i felt like maybe i wasn't but paying maybe much i'm wrong maybe i wasn't paying much attention to the well i mean i do know the oakland a's are going to move to las vegas sooner rather than later but that's that's another story um okay. that that's baseball news um <laughs> you guys i have no clue what team that is. I was like, there, you, okay. there you go. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, send an email, wrestlingman at the wrestlingshow.com. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter, Wrestling Show 11, and follow us on Instagram, That Wrestling Show, and join our Facebook group, That Wrestling Show, where you can join over 500 members in our Facebook group. Uh, now to plug friends at podcasts you guys should check out starting with our vantage point with joe Morata and michael quinn they continue the 1985 canon this week as they watch an episode of championship wrestling from september 21st 1985 and this coming week i could tell you guys this uh if you are subscribed to their patreon and their five dollar tier you could check out their watch along 
of the colossal chassel between King Kong Bundy and Andre the Giant. Oh boy, that's going to be a lot of fun. So check it out on our vantage point. Also, check out uh, GFA Live with Peter Winston and Keithy as this week they watch an episode of WWF Superstars from December 3rd, 1988. That's GFA Live. On Juice Pro Wrestling, the JP Dub this week, they have Jeremy Wagner, a founding member of the Chicago death metal band Broken Hopes. He's going to be on. They're going to be talking about his band and a lot of other stuff this week on Juice Pro Wrestling. And check out the Memphis Continental Wrestling cast with Luke Jennings as he continues to watch Memphis Wrestling and the Monday Night Project, where he watches Monday Night Raw from 1993. That is this week on the Memphis, <laughs> on the Memphis Continental Wrestling cast. I'm um, glad it's not me. Huh. Uh, Fro, I have a question for you. Yes. You are you are a gamer, correct? I am. Uh, I did have you gamed. were you a fan of either the Sega Genesis or the Super Nintendo? Uh, the Super Nintendo, yeah. Well, this week on Acid Washed Memories, Joe and Michael they discuss the 16-bit console war between Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo. They go into full detail about that. That's this week on Acid Washed Memories. And uh, check out a brand new episode of Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast where I watch and review each and every South Park episode. This week I reviewed the season 19 episode Safe Space. That is this week on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. Do it. Hey, Fro. Mm -hmm. I have a special invitation, an imaginary invitation in my hand I'd like to give to you. Okay. For a birthday party. Woo! Because next week, we're going to have a birthday party. It's my party and I cry if I want. Well, 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 well actually, actually, it's not oh. for you. Oh. It's actually... For a club. It's for a club. It's a very oh. special club. Oh. Because next week, we're going to do this a little early, but next week, we're going to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of the formation of the Bullet Club. Yay! We're going to go and take a look at what they've done in 10 years as a faction and how they have pretty much dominated the wrestling industry as a whole. Yeah. And uh, we're probably going to free uh don't we need oh, it's two weeks to the pay per view. Uh yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh actually you so know what? Not... No, actually you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this now. Um mm -hmm. I, I was gonna say this off air, but we're gonna I'm gonna mention it now. Um we're gonna preview as much of backlash next week as possible because the following okay. Saturday, the day of that show, I am very busy. I have something scheduled that day, so we'll preview. Okay. We will preview backlash as well next Saturday. So join us for a backlash preview and a celebration of Bullet Club right here next week 
on that wrestling show. So until next time, for Fro, I'm Bill. Have a wonderful week, everybody. And come back for another episode of that wrestling show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. Wrestle on! Wrestle on!